Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Ah, join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. And indeed, you did just that. It is Wednesday, the 1st of February, 2023, which means it's the first day of February. So I figured, why not start the show right, right? Why not start the month off on a high note? Time is six minutes. Wait, five, four, three, two. One, there we go. Time is seven minutes past ten. One hundred one point nine High FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mundao, and this is Travel Pursuit. Happy New Year! Are we allowed to say Happy New Year in February, or is it already a bit too late? I don't know. First show of the year, so I'm taking it. Happy New Year to you, my dear friend. How have you been? How are you? How is your Wednesday going? It's a beautiful, cloudy Wednesday in Johannesburg, meaning I am over the moon because that means I can go play basketball later without having to worry about the heat, the sun, and of course the sunburn. SPF 50 always in my pocket. However, if you don't want to say hi, if you do want to say hi to your friend Mukundi or say anything about the show, feel free to do so. Three four five one nine is how you SMS me. Oh six one eight nine five one one nine is how you Telegram me. On air at highfm.com is how you email me, and at highfm is how you tweet me. Now, of course. We are still having a bit of an issue with our transmitter However, if you're listening online Well, <laughs> that's the only way you're hearing me right now Thank you for joining me And thank you for spending this wonderful Wednesday morning with me Thank you for tuning in This is Travel Pursuit We are talking to somebody that's very close to home Now, that's probably a word you've heard And you're probably getting tired of Remember, uh, once again, remember But I'm very excited about today's interview because it's actually with a Lemba person from South Africa. I managed to track down, yes, I tracked down <laughs> through extensive research and surveillance. <laughs> I managed to get a hold of Professor Rufuno Matiba and she is a professor, actually she's a doctor, a medical doctor, who just happens to be a member of the Lemba community and she's going to be joining us later in the show to tell us her experience growing up as a member of the Denver community in South Africa and how it has been for her. So do stay tuned for that. I'm going to play you some beautiful music and also going to tell you some great stories from all around Africa. So it's going to be a great show. It is eight minutes past ten. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mugudi Mudao, top of the morning. Time is 10.15 and I hope you're enjoying your beautiful Wednesday morning. That was Premier Gawo by Wonder System. I know, doesn't sound like a breakup song, but it is. Trust me, I've read the lyrics in English because it's in French. I've, I had Google do, do its job for me and it is a breakup song. It is really sad. When you have the time, do check it out, but we don't care. Why? Because it makes us dance. <laughs> Unfortunately, his heartbreak is our is our joy. No, that sounds wrong. His heartbreak is our dance. We shall dance to make him feel better for being heartbroken. That sounds a lot better, right? <laughs> Ten fifteen is the time on one point nine. Let us find out what is happening in Africa. And excuse me, we have diseases. And this is a disease that I learned about, that we all learned about as kids. Cholera, what's happening? It's in Malawi. Yeah, deadly cholera outbreak in Malawi, partly blamed on climate change. That was a very interesting headline, so I figured 
let us go. Uh, over the past year, more than a thousand people have died in Malawi of cholera, a disease that's preventable and very easy to treat. The disease is endemic to the East African country, but this outbreak has taken more lives than any in the past, and climate change is at least partly to blame. Why? Let's find out. It began when Malawi, along with Madagascar, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe were hit by a series of cyclones and storms, all starting in January of 2022, that caused floods, deaths, and displacement across the region. Now, we all remember the heavy floods that were hitting in Mozambique. I feel like there's a storm or cyclone or something happening in Mozambique at least every three, four years. And with that happening, we get a cyclone warning and we get a hurricane warning, and we just never do. I've been excited to get a... Well, not excited, but... You know, nothing ever happens in South Africa. So I've been waiting to get a hurricane or, or a tornado or something, you know, and it, it just never happens. We never get it. Why? I don't know. We were supposed to get Hurricane Danelle. I still remember 2017, December 2017. We were supposed to get Hurricane Danelle that said, don't come to school. Everybody was scared. We put out, people put out their cars in the, in the garages and, you know, built carports and they were scared and they stayed indoors. Nobody went outside. Nobody did anything. It was a very cold weekend. And that's all it was. <laughs> a very cold weekend. Unfortunately, we never got Hurricane Danelle. And they said, what did you expect? It's on African time. <laughs> I believe that. So, World Weather Attribution, a group of scientists that assessed the role of climate change in extreme weather events, said in April that global warming had made those storms wetter and more intense than any would otherwise have been. Hitting already vulnerable communities harder, that in turn has led to outbreaks of disease that are worse and harder to stem than would otherwise be the case. That's sad. That's sad. But I didn't even know that that could happen. I didn't even know that global warming could could affect, or it could cause cholera. It could actually cause a whole outbreak of a disease. Now, cholera is just, as far as my grade four knowledge, yes, my grade four knowledge serves me. Cholera can be easily treated and prevented if you just keep basic hygiene, right? Am I am I wrong? Do tell me. Three four five one nine is the SMS line. Oh six one eight nine five one one nine is the Telegram line. Do tell me. Don't you just have to be clean and hygienic? And I know this sounds very judgy, but I'm just asking. Don't you have to just be clean and wash your hands and all that to prevent getting cholera? And don't drink dirty water. And ah, I see impoverished areas, dirty water. Huh. I just had an epiphany on air, and that is why we read the stories and we find out what is happening. So yeah, there's cholera in Mozambique and Malawi, and it is being caused by climate change, which is a whole other topic and debate that I don't think anybody wants to get into right now, because we all know that the weather is the weather, and climate change has just been, you know, the climate hasn't been the same. It's been, we've been getting colder winters and hot, hotter summers and just rain when it's not supposed to be raining it's just been a weird year and a weird <laughs> weird month and everything in between anyway moving on to the entertainment world meet africa's youtube millionaires mm-hmm. youtube is king and content creation for children is a gold mine in which ugandan kenyan nigerian and south african creators are coining in are coining it in a continent with only 22 percent internet access wow there's only 22 percent of africans with internet i don't believe that do you believe that? I don't believe that. Craig, do you believe that? He shook his head. No, I don't believe that as well. Craig is the man in the studio pressing all the buttons, making sure that all I do is sit, look pretty, and talk to you while he does all the hard work. Very, I very, very much love this man. <laughs> Despite the three African countries showing some marked improvement, the Arab states in, the Af in Africa rule the roost. African YouTubers haven't traditionally been able to reach the viewing figures of large content creators in other regions. They face an uphill struggle. 
And despite this, there are signs of growing demand for YouTube content in the region. Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa have at least 300 YouTube channels with more than 100,000 subscribers. Wow. That is very impressive. The biggest earner in sub-Saharan Africa is Nigerian comedian Mark Angel. Ah, I know Mark Angel. I know those videos with the little girls and they do all sorts of funny skits and videos. Actually quite funny. You should check it out sometimes when you, you know, when you have the time. Mark Angel on YouTube. Below Mark Angel, there's Moroccan Baraka Ibaraka. <laughs> That's his name. Baraka Ibaraka. You know what? Mukundi Mudao should probably not laugh at other people's names. Raking in about 50 million rand. And then there's the Senegalese duo of Hussein and Zainab with a total of 40 million rand. So people are making money off of YouTube. Which I would assume is mostly off of ads because we all know YouTube does not really do a good job of paying. I don't know if you've, if you've heard of the value gap, but, um, it's basically YouTube, it's proof and a, a case that's still ongoing that YouTube does not pay content creators, especially musicians. It's actually more about music than anything. And as the music lover that I am, of course I had to follow up on this case. YouTube does not pay a lot of its music royalties. I don't know why most of it, most of it I would attribute to the fair trade rule and the fair use rule because there's music everywhere in YouTube. The ten, nine of the top 10 most viewed videos on YouTube are music videos. Here's another interesting fact. YouTube has billions of streams. You know this. Every year. It it has more streams every year than Spotify, Apple Music, and I think Deezer combined. However, it pays less to musicians than all those combined. How does that make sense? It pays, it, it, you get more streams, you have more traffic, people are using your site more, and yet you're not paying more. And that's what we call the value gap. It's YouTube's value gap, which is billions of dollars worth of debt. However, they are doing a good job to try to battle it and try to come out of this. I will admit Google is trying to push it. And that's them funneling $6 billion into the music industry in the past couple of years. And I think that's really good. But in the, I'll have to read the IFPI report and have to tell you what YouTube is doing, what Google is doing. But we are moving in the right direction. They are starting to pay royalties. They are starting to pay musicians well. And I just love to see it because in a, on a site where most people just want to view music and listen to music, I think it's an injustice for the musicians not to get paid, right? Anyway, that was my little rant and tangent. 1022 is the time, 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Dao, and that is all I had for you in terms of news. I went off on a tangent because I told, I also told you about YouTube, but I had to, I had to. That's the, I studied music law and varsity, so I had to. That's the musician in me. That's the person, that's the lawyer in me. My lecturer would be so proud. Somebody go tell Nick Matukic that he did a great job. <laughs> this is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. I was going to say the professor's in the building, but she's really on on my computer screen in the building. So, you know, we'll work with what we're given. We have Professor Rufuno Rudomatiba. I don't know if she prefers professor or doctor, but I'm just going to call her Prof for today. Prof, how are you today? Um, I'm, I'm good. Hakol Beseda. Hakol Beseda. I know that Beseda means okay. Hakol is... Wait, does that mean everything? all is well? All is well. Her call is everything. 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 <laughs> one one word at a time. One word at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Professor, you're a member of the Lemba community. We've talked about the Lemba, and we've talked to a bunch of members of the Lemba community here on High FM. However, 
most of them are the Zimbabwean members and the other, and never really someone from South Africa. How is it being a a Jewish Lemba person in South Africa, if I may ask? It's, it's, it's actually strange that you say a Jewish Lemba. Just the word Lemba. Touche. Means Lemba is Hebrew. It's a Hebraic person. It's a Jewish person. Mm. So you don't have to say Lemba Jew. Okay. 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 Apologies. So when you say Lemba, you've already captured captured the essence of 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 the person. I've said all I have to. So say. how was it like? You 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 covered it. You covered all bases. So how was it? How how was it like being? Or, or how is it like being a Lemba in South Africa? It's, it's interesting. It's, um, exciting. It's, um, rich. It's, um, sometimes challenging. Mm. Growing up, I, I, I had a very rich, secure, protected culture, mm. loving environment, huge extended families, Lots of elders giving me advices, lived on spirituality led by the Torah. The, 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 the people know it as the Old Testament. Mm. Um, I think people will relate more if I call it the Old Testament. Uh, but it's much more than the Old Testament. There is Lemba law built into that. There are dietary laws. There are hygiene laws. There are observances of the calendar. There is a covenant that we keep with Adonai in there. So it's not just the Old Testament books. It's, it's, it's a way of life. So it's, it's, it's much more than just a religion. So that I got taught from way, way, way back. As, as a child and it, it is something that you grow into until you're old enough to take responsibility for that yourself and 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 every every lemba child that is my age now went through that and in those days the lemba people used to live in the same neighborhood. This is in Limpopo, where, where we grew up. We used to live in the same neighborhood. So it was easy to pass on the traditions and the cultural aspects to the children because every home that you entered into was a Lemba home. But, but then... As a child, you, you tend to think everybody is like that. True. And then as, as, as you grow up, you, you, you venture outside, then you realize, oh, I'm actually not related to everybody. And there are people that live a different way, that have a different belief system. Mm. And actually not everybody is so enchanted with us. There are people that actually don't like us that kind of think we're weird and strange. Really? And then you start, yeah, yeah. 
You know, yeah. growing up, I wanted to ask about that. How how was it growing up? I didn't know that they, you guys all lived in one one area and one neighborhood. I wanted to ask, how was it growing up as an Ember person? And yet, growing up in Limpopo, I know that I, I grew up in Limpopo as well. Most of the people there are Christian or whatever. So wasn't it weird meeting other people and then they say, wait, you're Jewish? How is, how is that even possible? Did you have to explain yourself well not explain but did you have to tell people yeah i'm jewish i'm I'm member we live life a certain type of way funny enough the people there got us mm. you know oh this is a mshabi the question that would come like oh how, how did you become jewish did you magaya were you adopted to be Jewish, tended to come from our white compatriots. Mm. Most black folks just, you said, I'm Lemba, I'm Shabi. Cool. We know your ways. There, there wasn't like, how did you become a Mushabi? They, they knew our ways and they could actually tell you how you lived. That's the thing. Because growing up in Limpopo, my mom used to say this thing, and she still does till this day. She says, <laughs> and I'm sorry if I'm going to offend you, but she'd say, So I grew up knowing that there are people, there are Remba people and Moshabi people that, you know, they, they, they're Venda people, but they don't necessarily live the same way we do. It was never really something that I questioned or actually was curious about it wasn't until I, I came here and i started doing my research i found out that oh here's what this is what's happening yeah so 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 those people were not vendor people they were bashabi who were living amongst the vendor and they spoke the vendor language mm. here's the thing the lemba are very adaptable mm. wherever they go and live they will speak that local language when we left Venda and we went to, to live in, in, in Mankwe, in Teflua, we spoke Sibedi, like native Babedi. Mm-hmm. Those that live in Butokwa speak Setokwa. Those that, those that live in Botswana speak Setswana. Those that live in Mozambique speak the Mozambican language. Those that live in Malawi speak Chichewa. Those that live in Ethiopia speak the Ethiopian language. Those that are in Tanzania speak that language. So it's very easy for people to then label us as Bavenda, Babedi, Eh, Mazulu, Matosa. We've got our people all over South Africa, but we are not of those tribes. We are Remba. We just integrate very easily. And, and we, 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 we are not after grabbing anybody's land. But Mushabi, Hato di Shango, Chene Ahumbera, Nindima, Api Wandima, Udotondarushaka. So, Eremba is not after somebody's land, all he wants is a piece of a, 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 a field where he can work it. And when he works it, 
He's going to take care of the nation. Of the nation. So we can go anywhere and we will respect the laws and the house, you know, of those people mm. and live peacefully with them. But we will also advise if advice is sought from us. Mm. But we will not compromise our relationship with God. <laughs> just to translate, that's what she just said. That's the stubbornness that the that your mother used to talk about. But sorry, Doctor, you sorry, Prof, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that so then there were people that didn't like us because they claimed that we were trying to portray ourselves as being better than everybody. Because I would come to your home, for instance. I wasn't allowed to eat the food that your mother cooked. Really? Because, yeah, because I didn't know what had been cooked, number one. I didn't know, even if she would cook what was dietary allowed to me, I didn't know what had been cooked in those pots before. Mm. Whether she had cooked pork or she had cooked and meat that hadn't been slaughtered in 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 in, a, in an acceptable way to our people, mm. whether she had mixed meat with milk in her dishes, mm. so I, I wasn't allowed to eat your food. And when so now when you go to people, and when I when I go to your to your home and you put out a spread, and I'm like, no, thank you. So people would think uh they think they're all that. Ah, they don't want to touch our food. They don't want to do this, but... They, they don't want to touch our food. They don't necessarily understand that. It's not that I don't want to. It's a matter It's a matter of I can't. Yeah, I can't. There they are reasons why I can't. Wow. And you, you would feel I go to their house. I eat what they present to me. True. That's, okay? how, that's, how, you, that's how you would feel at that point that... Okay, I've 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 probably been to your house, so I would go to your house and I would eat what you have to eat. Why can't you eat at my house? And now there's that conflict that no, it's just because of the way I am and who I am and the life that I live and the life that I grew up living. I just can't do that. Yeah, so we, we were taught you can go and visit your friends, but you will not eat there. Mm. Come eating time, come home. And, and eat. I want to go back to something. 101.9, Chai FM, this is Travel Pursuit. I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Mundao. We're still talking to Professor Rufuno Mativa of the Lemba community, and she is telling me a whole bunch. If you do have something you want to say to her, or, my, or myself, or if you just want to interact with the conversation, you can freely do so. 34519 is the SMS line. 061-895-1019 is the Telegram line. On air at com is how you email me. And you can treat me at High FM. That's all means of communication. So please don't leave us lonely. Do tell us what you have to say. Prof, I wanted to go back to you saying that you grew up in one place as Lemba people. And that's how it was for you. Has it changed now? It, it It's changed with, with a lot of urbanization and with the world becoming a global village. Mm. It's, it's very challenging for young Lemba people. And in fact, a lot of our young ones have are losing their identity. 
And this is stressing the elders big time. Because now we're no longer, we no longer have a captive audience to pass on our ways to them. And, and, and one, one, one of our mainstay guiding principles, the Shema, Israel, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, I am the Lord your God, I am the only God. As it goes on further on, it says, and you shall pass on my teachings to your children from generation to generation. This is a prayer that we say three times a day. So we are failing now. There is, there is that disconnect with our children and our grandchildren. And we're failing to keep that continuum. Wow. That, that was, that was very easy during my time because, for instance, in my family, a very big extended family, I had grandparents, great grand aunts, uncles and cousins. Everybody like living in the same compound. True, true. So that, that was easy, easy. you know, and, and sometimes you learned by observing. You knew it was time for your midday prayer. Mm. When you woke up, you washed your hands, you washed your face and you said the Shema. You know, midday you saw the elders pause and do their prayer. You paused and did your prayer. In the evening, you gathered as a family. And you had a reading from the Torah. And it was discussed, you know, what is Hashem trying to say to us? How do we comply with this? How do we fulfill the good deeds that Hashem expects from us? Even though there are so many, but how do we make sure that on a daily basis, we perform the good deeds? Wow. So you learned from your parents. And... And as, as you're growing, they're telling you, you are approaching an age where now the relationship is between you and Hashem and not between you and your parents and Hashem. So th- that is no longer possible. Like, I don't live with my son mm. and he's got his own home. He's got his children. Mm. I don't have daily access to that. The nuclear family is... Is, is, is really a danger to and, that continue for us. And besides learning from family, I, I, I think it, it probably, it was just easier back in the day because since everybody was living in the same community, if you can't learn from your parents, you could even learn from your neighbor. You could just see what your neighbor's doing or what your neighbors or what your friends are doing. Now I would imagine it's more difficult with that. It, it is very difficult. The a whole environment has changed, not just for the Lemba, for every community, I would presume. The, 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 the young millennials are, 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 are totally orbiting in, in, in their own field. Um, I, I, I totally don't understand them. And I've noticed that it's happening in every community and a lot of stuff that you try and communicate to them, they like, uh, that is so mm. Jurassic. Mm, true. You true. Know, Everybody thinks that, the old ways are yeah, just that. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't apply to us. So we, we, we are in a very challenging time as a community. And 
we, 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 at the current moment, we also feel like we're living in a petri dish because all of a sudden there's, there has, uh, uh, been this interest in the Lemba, their origin, how they live, how they do things. And you like under a microscope. Really? My, my, my father. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yours is even not that intrusive. Wow. Uh, my, my father was, 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 was a, a, a leader of, of our community at, at, at some point. Mm. And everybody that wanted to know about the Lemba obviously went through our home. Mm. So we were like study specimens. Wow. Everybody. It's like all my life I was being observed. You know, mm. and so and, when I asked and you to come talk on the show, it wasn't even a surprise to you. You're like, okay, another one. No, I was like, <laughs> okay, at least this is virtual. I'm just talking and sharing experiences. He is not in my house, in my face, watching how I wash my hands, mm. how I prepare food. You know, following me around with a camera, and and people do not realize how intrusive. That is. I was about to say, and then, I don't know how I'd feel if yeah. somebody walked into my house with a camera and started filming me as I'm doing my morning routine or my prayer or anything, because that's also a very private moment between yourself. It, it is and... It is a private moment. When you're having your prayer, it, it is you and Hashem, and somebody is filming mm. that, you know? And, and, and this is when you want quiet time. To hear that voice, to communicate, mm. and somebody is clicking away, or there's a video recorder running, you know, mm. that, that is very intrusive. And even just knowing and yourself it, that there's someone else in the room with you at that moment. Yeah. And, and it's somebody, it's a total stranger. Mm. And then you finish and they start asking you, so what, 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 what were you saying in your prayer? But that, 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 that is, just so not right. And, and that's you know? how you grew up. That is how I grew up. And, and you know, every time your, your identity being questioned, your identity being questioned, and then when you reach a point where you think you have explained your identity and your origins, mm. then you get, you get told, Nah, you've been too, too, too far removed from mainstream Judaism for, 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 for the rabbis in Israel to accept you back as a community. You need to convert back to Judaism. Mm. And you're like, what? <laughs> how, how do I convert back to the way I've been living? True, true. That's and, a conversation that's been, it's been heavily, we've heavily discussed that on, on the show with a bunch of people saying, how do I, what do you mean I should convert to Judaism when I'm already Jewish? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm even complying much more than the majority of people that call themselves Jewish. Mm. I have not tried to reinterpret and reinterpret mm. Hashem's laws to fit my lifestyle. Mm. I have stuck to the way the laws have been laid out. And you want me to convert. And you have now got little streams 
of Judaism, Reform, Conservative, Orthodox, Hasidic. Which way do you want me to convert? <laughs> oh, Professor, I really want to continue this conversation and you re you're saying things that I really want to just dive deep and ask you more questions about. Unfortunately, this man is, is telling me that I need to get out of We're studio. We're out of now. time. Uh, yes. <laughs> this man is telling me that I need to get out of studio now or he will kick me out. But I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Ndori Wanga Month. Hi, who called you? 101.9, hi FM, this is Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mundao. You just had a conversation between myself and Professor Rufuno Matiba from the Lemba community. I was a bit close to home to this one because I got to speak my language. You heard me speak Chivenda. Yes, all you thought I spoke was English, huh? No. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Time is 10, 10.54. Ooh. <laughs> Time is 10.54, 101.9. Hi, FM. This is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. How did you find my conversation with Professor Rufuna Matiba? Do let me know. 3451 is the XMS line. 061-895-1019 is the Telegram line. And on air at HiFM is the email. There we go. <laughs> Slipped my mind for a minute there. I did enjoy my first show of the year. I do hope you enjoyed it with me. And it was fun. We played, we played music. We danced. We had a serious conversation. I told you some stories in Africa and I told you about my name and everything in between. <laughs> Unfortunately, time is 55. That is the phone. If you can hear it, I do apologize. Oh, they stopped. Oh, no, they didn't. I do apologize for that, but do, do tune in next week for more High FM. I do not leave you alone. Yolandi Becker is going to be joining you with more bump, with bump and beyond telling you about babies and everything in between. And Pato Ranking is going to take you to the news and have, and have you dancing until then. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.